Hey, welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Worship Christian Church in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Apostle Robert Enos. This is where we talk about the issue the church faces and how the church should respond to those issues. Here we will talk about doctrine, theology, politics, social and cultural issues, and how the church is to deal with these things. So get ready for a large dose of truth and get ready for the tables to be flipped. Here at Table Flippers, table flipping is what we do. Hello, welcome back to our podcast, Table Flippers. Hope you're having a great day. As I was doing some research for today's podcast, I really kind of got bummed in some ways. Angry, but more just saddened by what I have been finding in my research Today I want to talk to you about abortion. I know we've been talking about those types of things, but quite frankly, let's be honest, it's not being talked about enough in the body of Christ. And pastors and church leaders need to rise up and start protecting the lives of the innocent, preaching to our people, showing our people in our congregations, in our church, and in the culture around us why abortion is so wicked and so evil and why we need to turn away from it and the things that we need to do as a people to stop abortion and bring abortion to an end in this nation. I said in our last podcast that it's time for a revolution. A revolution is a sudden, radical, and complete change. And in regards to abortion, we need a sudden, radical, and complete change. We need a revolution. Revolution also means a fundamental change in political organization, especially the overthrow or renunciation of one government or ruler and the substitution of another by the governed. We need a revolution. We need to get these baby-murdering liberals out of our government and replace them with people that will follow the Word of God, follow the heart of God, and stand up for and defend life. And this is where I want to talk to you today. I'm addressing primarily pastors and church leaders. However, You're all welcome. Join in the conversation. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17 through 21 says this, Son of man, I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you must give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you will certainly die, and you do not warn them, you do not speak out to warn the wicked to turn from his wicked lifestyle, so that he may live, that wicked person will die in his iniquity, but I will hold you accountable for his death. But as for you, if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wicked deeds and from his wicked lifestyle, he will die for his iniquity, but you will have saved your own life. When a righteous person turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I set an obstacle before him, he will die. If you have not warned him, he will die in his sin. The righteous deeds he performed will not be considered, but I will hold you accountable for his death. However, if you warn the righteous person not to sin, and he does not sin, he will certainly live because he was warned, and you will have saved your own life. Honestly, I read this, and I am so concerned for many pastors and church leaders in this nation based upon this, because it says, basically, if God tells us something, Uh, you know, about sin, about unrighteousness, about wickedness, and we don't say anything, not only will the people engaged in that unrighteous behavior pay the ultimate price, but we will too, because we didn't warn them. 
if we warn them and they still don't turn away, we've at least saved our lives. But think about if we warn them and they turn away, we've not only saved our lives, but their lives. And the reason this concerns me in our country for today, for our church leaders, is there's not enough pastors and church leaders talking about uh, sin in our culture and society and church. Let's forget culture and society for just a moment. There are people getting abortions that have been attending our church. Their families have been attending our church for years. And their daughters are getting abortions. Or they're getting abortions because suddenly it's inconvenient for to have a child or have another child. So they go secretly have an abortion. This is happening with the people in our congregations. And primarily, not the only reason, but primarily because we are not being watchmen on the wall telling them of the sin that they are committing or about to commit and thus bringing them to salvation and repentance. This is our job, pastors. This is our job, church leaders. If you have any kind of title or function in the church, from literally showing up to preaching in the pulpit and having your name out on the billboard marquee outside, and everybody in between, this is all of us. We are community people, community leaders, church people, church leaders. And if we're not warning the people in our pews and in the culture and society around us, the blood is on our hands. Now you know why I was so grieved when I was doing some research for this. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, it says this, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to run to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. These seven things are an abomination to the Lord. And please don't think that because Jesus went to the cross, suddenly God changed his mind about any of these things, but especially the shedding of innocent blood or what we could call today abortion. I know that's not the only innocent blood that is shed, but abortion is one of those issues, one of those things that we must address, that we must talk about. I'm going to share with you some stats. This is current United States stats. And this, was, this article that I'm holding in my hand was compiled in 2022. So it's fairly new, but it talks mainly about going up to 2020. Not much has changed in the last two years in regard to abortion. I will put the link to these articles and to this information in the comment box for this particular podcast if you want to go and look at it yourself, read it yourself. But total number of abortions in the U.S. from 1973 to 2020, 63.6 million, and it says, plus babies murdered in the United States through this thing called abortion. There's 186 abortions per thousand live births, according to the Centers of Disease Control. I want you to think about that. 186 abortions to a thousand live births that's almost 20 percent so for every 
thousand births, almost 20% abortion. So that's 186. In the U.S. abortions in 2020 alone, 930,160, according to the Guttmacher Institute. Abortions per day, somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,548. Abortions per hour, somewhere in the neighborhood of 106. That's one abortion every 34 seconds. 14.4 abortions per thousand women aged 15 to 44 in 2020. And again, that was mostly from the Guttmacher Institute. These statistics include only surgical and medical abortions because many contraceptive measures are drugs that induce or cause abortions. It is important not to overlook the number of children killed by chemical abortions. So, even though we can look at 63.6 million, that number is still not high enough or big enough to account for all the abortions because many of those abortions or many more abortions could have been chemical abortions that nobody can really count or tally. This is terrible. We have murdered an entire country full of people for convenience. But there's more. Unfortunately, there's more. This is Planned Parenthood. Now, Planned Parenthood is one of the number one abortion providers in America. Planned Parenthood's income breakdown for the 2019 to 2020 fiscal year. So this is just for 12 months. Planned Parenthood non-government clinic income, meaning people that come in and pay out of pocket, uh, for their services. They made $370.4 million. Planned Parenthood donation revenue. Now, these are just donations, people giving them money. $510 million. That's a half a billion dollars. Planned Parenthood Parenthood, government grants and reimbursements. This is our tax dollars. This is what our wonderful government overtaxes us, steals our money, and this is what they do with it. They give it to such groups such as Planned Parenthood for the murder of children. And the Planned Parenthood government grants and reimbursements is $618.1 million. Million. That's well over half a billion dollars of our tax dollars. We paid for this. Total profit, just their profits, what they had laying around after all the bills were paid. 69.7 million, almost $70 million from murdering babies. They, they're Profit from murdering babies was $69.7 million. Their total income, total income of all of this put together, $1.641 billion, yes, with a B, billion dollars. And $618.1 million of it is straight, directly, your money and my money. 
that our wonderful government overtaxed us, stole from us, ripped from our hands, and gave it to these baby murderers. <sighs> There's more. 2019 to 2020 Planned Parenthood service numbers. This is the services that they have given in, in regards to abortion. Number of abortions. This is just Planned Parenthood. Like I said, they're, they're the number one abortion baby murder suppliers in America. Medical and, and surgical abortions. 354,871 in that one year. Total number of abortions per week. 6,824. Now, the ratio of adoption referrals to abortion. Now, this is interesting. Now, listen to this. So, they will abort 6,824 babies per week on average. And but they will also, for those who come in and they're not sure what they want to do, but they decide they don't want to murder their own child, so they, they say, hey, can you give me a referral for adoption? I guess Planned Parenthood will do that, but for every one referral for an adoption, there's 133 abortions. I want you to look at those numbers or think about those numbers. They will give a referral for every one referral to an adoption agency. They will murder 133 innocent babies. I think that ratio is disgusting. It should be, in this regard, instead of 600, or I'm sorry, 6,824 babies murdered, it should be zero. And there should be 6,824 referrals to adoption agencies so that these young ladies can get the help that they need. If you're like me, these are very staggering numbers and very heart-wrenching numbers. And I don't really understand, again, how Christians are not moved, grieved, heartbroken over these numbers. And some will say, well, I am, but what can I do about it? Well, number one... You can vote better. And what I mean by that is there's still way too many Christians voting for the very Democrats and the liberals that are responsible for all of this. And here's the thing. you got to listen to this. And you got to hear this. you got to take this to heart. If you vote Democrat on any, any level, local, state, federal, if you vote Democrat because the Democrat Party is all for abortion, through all nine months, and in some states they're pushing for abortion or murder of born children up to about 30 days after they've been born. If you vote Democrat, the blood for 63.6 million aborted children is on your hands. Directly. Because that's what you voted for. The Democrat Party is the one pushing for all these abortions. The Democrat Party is pushing to fund Planned Parenthood and wants to expand their so-called services. They want more abortions. They're not happy with the 63.6 million aborted babies. They want more. And they want to take your money and my money and give it to these wicked murderers for more abortions. And if you vote for these people, 
you have blood on your hands. Let me just go through some more numbers just so you can get this. Now this, these are, the source for these numbers is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In 2004, yeah, we're going to go back to 2004, there was 817,906 abortions. And these are the ones that we know of, not the ones that are chemical, where you can go get a pill, take the pill, and an abortion happens, and it's never chronicled or written down. 817,906 in 2004. In 2005, 809,354. 2006, 852,385. 2007, 827,609. Are you beginning to see what's going on here? Now, I want to show you, for that's 2007 that I just wrote, 827,609. And it starts to drop. I'm looking at a graph right now, and it starts to drop. And in the lowest point here is 2017. And let me read you the lowest point on this graph that I'm looking at. And in 2017, there were 612, 719 abortions. From the highest point on this particular graph, 852,385 in 2006, down to 612. 719 abortions in in 2017. I just want to throw something out. Who was the president in 2017? Which president was it that fought vehemently to defund Planned Parenthood? Hello? Hello? Yeah, it was this really bad orange-haired guy, President Trump. He was elected in 2016, and what did he start doing? He started going after abortion and abortion clinics, especially Planned Parenthood. And now, because of uh, the justices that he had put in through the Supreme Court, thank God, they were able to overturn, at least on a federal level, Roe v. Wade. Again, the direct result of a Republican president. I'm going to say it again. If you... Vote, Democrat, the blood is on your hands. There's many like myself that have been fighting and praying, not just praying, but fighting, even going to rallies, standing with, going to the voting booth, doing our due diligence in researching the most pro-life candidates to try to put them in office so that we can bring those numbers down to hopefully zero. I don't want one abortion in this country. Now, this is where Christians even get really foolish. Well, what about incest? What about incest? What about rape? What about rape? Those are two horrible, heinous things that come against a young lady or anybody. Does that change the fact that that's still a human life? And why is that human life, the the child, the unborn child, why does the most innocent have to pay the ultimate price. Here's what I would do, number one. Those engaged in incest, the adult, I should say, should not just be thrown in prison. I'm all for capital punishment. Let them hang from a rope for all I care. Those who rape 
women, especially minors, little girls. They should be hung from a rope. I wouldn't care. It wouldn't bother me. You guys, well, you're a Christian. You're supposed to be against that. No, I'm 100% for it. Why? Because I'm all about protecting the innocent and the victim. I'm not about protecting the perpetrator of these crimes, the rapists. I'm not about uh, um, protecting rapists and those who molest little children. That's disgusting and that's perverted. This is why even in the Bible, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You want to go rape our, our women? Fine, we'll hang you at the end of the rope. It disgusts me when Christians have no backbone and they, and they stand up more for the um, perpetrators of these crimes and this wickedness than the victims. And the victims are the ones hurting and broken. And in a situation as rape or incest where a child is, is developed, we're just, we just kind of, oh, go get an abortion and let's forget this ever happened. And now they're doubly broken. Because at some point in their life, those same young ladies will realize that they, they have to deal with the hurt and the pain of the rape or the incest forced on them. But now they have to deal with the fact that they murdered the child that was growing in their body. And now they're double uh, emotionally broken and emotionally hurt. So don't try to tell me, well, what about that? You have, you're heartless. No, I, I um, have a heart for the innocent. I have a heart for the victim. I have a heart for the broken. And then another, uh, another thing that Christians like to say, and I heard pastors say this, well, what are we going to do with all these children? What are we going to do if all of a sudden in our church, all these kids start popping up because women are no longer getting aborted? Well, number one, you pervert, get out of the ministry if that's your mindset. Get out of the ministry because you don't have a heart for people at all. And you're not doing your job in the first place because if you're doing your job teaching and preaching and ministering against those things that lead to unwanted pregnancies, maybe you wouldn't have so many if you were doing your job. But secondly, how dare you have that mindset when it comes to a human life? Like that human life is suddenly a burden for you and a burden for your church. If that's the case, you need to get out of the ministry. You need to get out of the ministry. You corrupt, pathetic moron of a so-called man, let alone a man of God. It's time that we start standing up for the innocent, start standing up for the victim, start standing up for righteousness. And yes, that means if there are children born to unwed mothers in our church, we help take care of them on one level or another. If it, if it means finances, yes, financially. If it means just being kind of a surrogate father, big brother, yes, do it. Helping, pushing, guarding, protecting. Because if you're doing that in the first place, you wouldn't have all these unwed mothers to begin with or these, these young ladies feeling like their only way out is an abortion. It's because you failed in the first place that you have that issue. So don't look to abortion, pastor, to get you off the hook for being a failure as a man of God. It's time you rise up and start doing what you need to do. Start teaching and preaching and ministering and loving your people in such a way that they won't need to go out and do these things. They won't feel like they have to. There won't be a desire for that kind of sinful lifestyle to begin with. It begins and it ends with you in the household of God. Church leaders, pastors, preachers, bishops, come on. It begins and ends with you.
We've got to get these numbers turned around. We've got to stop voting for people that are funding Planned Parenthoods and pushing for more abortions. The blood is on our hands, church leaders. We've got to start preaching against it, teaching against it, warning the people, loving the people enough to tell them the truth that abortions lead to hell. Abortion is a destruction of a human life. And how is it that our women are so hardened in heart that they have no problem murdering their own children? I don't understand that. Yes, a lot of it comes from ignorance. Some of them just simply did not know. Again, your fault, Pastor. Rise up and start telling the truth. Come on. Rise up and start telling the truth. And quit voting for and pushing for these wicked people that leave us with blood on our hands. It's time for a revolution and it starts in the household of God. It's time for a revolution in how we think, how we preach, what we preach, how we vote, how we teach and lead our people. Yes, it's time for a revolution because God is moving and God is calling and judgment starts in the household of God. I don't know about you. I don't want to have to stand before an angry God. I don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. I, for one, am repentant and repenting. Why are we doing table flippers? To show my level of repentance as I call all of you to repentance as well. Think about it. Pray about it. Step up. Do the right thing. Thank you for joining us here at Table Flippers. I would love to hear from you. You can find my contact information at www.gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Please let us know how we are doing. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments. Have a fantastic day.